This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach! Give me great food. Tacos! Give me adventure. Hiking! Give me a date night. Sunset cruise! Give me some smiles. Cheese! Give me more beaches. Beaches! What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a gigillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at slash hypergig for details. Hello and welcome to Savor, production of iHeartRadio. I'm Annie Reese. And I'm Lauren Vogelbaum. And today we have a short episode for you about champagne in space. Which is just so fun immediately. Like, I mean, right? Oh my gosh. Space, champagne. Champagne. <laughs> Love both of these things. Yes, 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 yes. Um, that is a vocal tick I have picked up and I don't know where I got it, but I always think of Ian Malcolm from Jurassic Park and I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, I want to acknowledge that I do realize it is a thing that I do. Okay. Um, yes. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> this is in theory going to be a one of our short stuffs or side dishes or amuse or sidecar as saver sips i don't know i don't know we're still we're still workshopping it that's us always <laughs> yeah <laughs> we'll just workshop this but i say it in theory because i feel like the last one that was going to be that just became a full episode mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. in length anyway so we'll see because there is a lot to talk about with space champagne and you there kind is. of Set yourself up for a lot of work as the science person on this podcast, Lauren. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I realized that I was like, I was like, what's a what's a nice contained one? Oh, this space champagne story. Uh, and then I was like, oh crap, I'm the I'm the science one. Oh jeez. <laughs> I love that we have like, you know, in friend groups where there's like, here's the nerdy one, here's the science mm-hmm. one. I love that we have that going for us. (laughs) (laughs) It's very important. That's good. (laughs) It is. It is. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Okay, but let's get into this. Yeah. All right. Space champagne. What is it? Well, (laughs) it's a lot of science is what it is. Because for a long time, if you wanted sparkling wine in space, that was just too bad. Yeah. (laughs) Nope. Because a pressurized glass bottle floating around just 
was not good. It was not going to fly. Mm-hmm. Um, but there has been this research project, a four-year research project, that has changed that. Mm-hmm. It was uh, undertaken by one of the largest champagne houses in the world, Francis Mason Mum, uh, with the help of Spade, S-P-A-D-E, uh, a design firm focusing on aeronautics. Together, they were able to come up with a product that met both the standards of French champagne and the French Space Agency, which I love so much. Yes. They still were like, we have to meet the standards of, of French both. champagne. Yes. yes. Both very important. Um, <laughs> both are very rigorous, mm-hmm. honestly. Um, mm-hmm. They named the product Cordon Rouge Stellar. And in Maison Mum's press release, they called it the first champagne that can be tasted in space and that will embark on future human space flights. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, okay, Mum was founded back in 1827. They started this project off in 2017. And, all right, um, as, as we talked about thoroughly in our pilot episode, episodes, video included, um, champagne is a type of sparkling wine that is produced uh, in terms of both grape growing and processing in the Champagne region of France under a bunch of specific specifications. Um, It has to be made from one or a blend of three grape varieties, uh, Chardonnay, Pinot Noir, and Pinot uh, Meunier. Uh, There are all kinds of rules about how you handle the grapes, how they can be planted and pruned, how much fruit can be produced per hectare, how much juice can be obtained from the fruit by weight, and how that juice can be fermented and stored. Very basically, I am simplifying. Um, First, you use yeast to ferment sugar and grape juice into normal old non-sparkling wine in big stainless steel tanks. Then you bottle that, at which point you kick off a secondary fermentation by adding a bit more yeast and sugar and then sealing the bottles up tight. That creates your bubbles uh, because the yeasts eat the sugar and will poop uh, carbon dioxide. Yeast poop. Uh, You then remove the yeast, top off the bottles with like wine and maybe a little bit more sugar to taste, and then cork them um, with a wire cage on top to help hold the cork in because those contents are under pressure. Like five to seven atmospheres, like the equivalent of diving 60-ish meters or 200 feet below sea level. Um, okay, so pressurized. The final product must then be aged for at least 15 months, uh, often more. So, uh, so how do you do all of that, um, but then also send the product into the, the near zero gravity of orbit, A, safely, uh, and B, in a way that will let someone actually consume it once it's up there? I do have I do have the answer for you, but first we are going to get into a quick break for a word from our sponsor. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. And all right, in in discussing this, first we need to acknowledge that champagne bottles are dangerous. Like, don't be scared of them, but do be cautious. Give them due caution. Um, I mean one of my favorite facts is that before we had those wire cap thingies, like you had to wear essentially a medieval beekeeping outfit to go down into these wine cellars that were storing sparkling wine, because if one of them exploded, it would send off a whole chain reaction and you would be murdered by glass. So, yes. And I believe there was 
a, a belief that maybe it was demons. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. People were like, maybe it's demons. It was yeast. But anyway, um, uh, so... Equally demonic. Uh, I mean, uh, you know. Um, but so, so, so glass-making technology has improved. It's pretty good these days. And those wire caps are pretty good at preventing corks from going flying. But you don't want to take chances on a space flight, you know? Um, also, if you just popped a cork in space, the chance for champagne to get literally everywhere within your space cabin is, like, non-zero. So, so, um, they started off with a half-size champagne bottle, and then they encased it in this aeronautical-grade aluminum shell that has, like, a little window that lets you see the bottle. And the shell is there to, um, I mean, A, it's a good idea, but B, it helps cover space regulations regarding pressurized liquids. You have to have them in a dual chamber kind of situation, all right? Then, instead of uh, uh, putting your, your cork normally directly into the glass bottleneck, they designed this, like, stainless steel stopper of sorts. Um, it's an opening-closing device or, or a service device, and, and that is what has the cork in it. Um, and it connects the bottle on the inside with the aluminum shell on the outside and altogether makes the whole device look, look like a full-size champagne bottle, all right? Um, it also features uh, the, the, the stainless steel service device features this, like, real snazzy-looking loop or, or ring of metal that, that attaches to the sides of the neck that comes up over the cork in a band and, and holds the cork in place instead of a, a wire cap. And, all right, in order to actually get champagne out of this device, um, I, don't, I don't have an extremely clear picture of how it works, but, but here's the concept. All right, I guess you remove that loop and uncork the bottle, then put the loop back on, and then there's a button on the bottom of the shell that, that when you press it, it forces some of the wine up through the steel neck, where it will then collect in that little loop in a little floaty glob. Okay? Okay. Um, then you take one of their tasting glasses, and I have not seen their tasting glasses, but other low-gravity glasses feature like a, like a pouring lip, like you see on pitchers, um, okay. and, and interior kind of like fluid dynamic channels to help guide the liquid. You, you sip from the lip. Yeah? Okay? Um, so you take the glass. I imagine it's the same sort of thing. Um, and, and, and you've got the little glob of bubbly in the loop, and then with like a flick of your wrist, you disengage the glob from the loop and catch it with the glass. And then you can drink it. So this takes a little bit of skill, perhaps. Right? Right. Well, I mean, I was... As a clumsy person, I'm, I'm like, <laughs> I can't flick my wrist. <laughs> That's madness. <laughs> they've, they've said that it's designed to be intuitive. Oh, no. <laughs> That's... That's... Bold, I'll say. <laughs> they're boldly going. I, I, I feel like there are many reasons, Annie, why we are not astronauts. <laughs> you are correct in this. You are correct. <laughs> and like basically being being afraid that we wouldn't be able to operate a champagne bottle is low on the list. But I mean, but still, right. still checks. It, it, it makes a list. Yeah. yeah. It, yeah. Right. <laughs> Mm -hmm. uh, anyway, this, so so this so this satisfies um, the the space regulations, um, but also the AOC regulations, the, um, the 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 French champagne regulations, because the only things that the champagne touches are the glass of the bottle and the stainless steel of the service device and the cork, which are all approved materials. Wow. Yeah. 
It's pretty yeah. amazing. Right, right. Um, <laughs> the house's cellar master went on a parabolic flight to gain a personal understanding of low gravity's effects on the experience of drinking champagne. <laughs> wow, what a job. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> wow. Um, okay, because like the, the interior of a spacecraft is pressurized to a lower pressure than we're used to j- j- just walking around. Um, and the air is drier and you're at near zero gravity. Um, so sense do not waft the way that we're used to. And even if they did, um, whereas the bubbles in in bubbly normally float to the surface of the drink and release aromas towards your face, they Mm -hmm. do not do that in near-zero gravity. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Also, for the first, like, few days that you're in near-zero gravity, you get what's called fluid shift in your body. Um, Because, all right, your, your heart is trained to work really hard at pulling blood up from your legs into the rest of your body and also like keeping your brain nice and juicy. Um, Mm. So until your system adjusts to that lower gravity situation, blood tends to accumulate in your head more than usual, which means that your sinuses get swollen and your nose stuffs up. Um, And the dry air also will dry out your nose and throat a little bit. So you are not operating at 100% scent capacity. And (laughs) scent is not operating at 100% scent capacity. And scent is, after all, a large portion of how we experience food and drink. Um, Like how you taste things differently on an airplane, but but more so, yeah? Um, Mm -hmm. We talked a bunch in our space food episode uh, and in our airline food episode about how different flavors tend to perform differently under those circumstances. Uh, so see those for more information. But yeah, so taking all of this into consideration, um, the cellar master chose a high Pinot Noir grape profile, aged the wine longer than usual, five years, um, and uh, used a dosage, uh, which is that, that topper off when you take the yeast out and add in um, the, the the wine and sugar and cork, uh, added a dosage made from wine aged in oak barrels. All right. Um, okay. I, yeah, apparently that is what he thought was the best, best thing to do. And um, a press release reported that the tasting notes include ripe yellow fruit, vine peach, dried fruit, hazelnut, praline, vanilla, and pastry. No. Sounds nice. Sounds yeah. like it's got a lot going on. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it kind of needs to have the the, the, the yeah. long, long story short is it sort of needs to have a lot going on in order for you to get anything at all. Right. So it's so fascinating, like having to think about. about yeah. That. Very yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Then um, then in September of 2022, after all this R&D had been completed, um, they announced that the champagne will be available on future Axiom space flights. Um, that, that's a commercial space company currently going into low Earth orbit, um, working towards building a space station. They've not set a date yet for champagne in space, but um, but they have said that they're still that they still got to do like a real life test and then mm. use that to make any final adjustments before it's like really go time. Look, I don't. First of all, this company is not a sponsor and I no. don't want to I don't want to place any well, I don't know, a doubt in their mind, but my mind immediately is like, let this real life test something goes horrible. <laughs> <right."> 
I don't too think many gonna, horror movies once again. I was about to. I don't think it's going to go like alien levels of horribly awry. Like I, that's what I'm in picture. <laughs> in picturing is not a, that's what I'm envisioning. Oh my gosh! Can you imagine the chaos? Right, right. Yeah, more like the Simpsons episode with the ants. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> um, yeah. I, I'm, which I mean, I guess brings us to my question of like, why though? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I mean, the answer is it's cool. Uh, <laughs> Uh, (laughs) it's undeniably cool Um, uh, ESA astronaut Jean-Francois Clairvoy um, collaborated with the project and he said in that aforementioned press release um, in space it is essential to maintain a link with earth and its culture as a symbol of the art of living that has endured through time champagne has this universal appeal okay yeah yeah. Hmm. Uh, and the founder of the Spade Agency, which, uh, as you said, helped develop the entire thing, um, uh, they said, Champagne condenses the memory of a terroir, a climate, an ancestral savoir-faire, and tasting sensations for all those who will travel far from Earth. Which is, like, really hopeful in a lot of ways that I don't yeah. think are really going to play out practically in, like, the next century or so. But, I mean, you know, technology is a beautiful thing. And, like, it might – we might get there. This is – this is actually one of my very favorite looks into the human psyche is things like this, though. So. Oh, and yeah. it is important – as we talked about in our space food episode, like, the – for people in space, it is important for their mental health to have these things. That, oh, Yeah. Like taste things and remind them of home and all that stuff, but yeah. the fact that it's champagne, which we associate with <laughs> like celebration and yeah, kind of lavishness. Um, there's just something really interesting to me. The idea that we're like, no, let's get that in space. Yeah, that um. one is important. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um. Yeah. Also, I again, as we talked about in our space food episode, like they've tried to do carbonated beverages in space, and they don't work really well Mm. because um because of wet burps okay um because of that thing where the the bubbles don't rise to the top Mm. of the glass they also don't rise to the top of your stomach um (laughs) so you just have a churn of air and stuff in your stomach and so when you do burp and you will after consuming a carbonated beverage it gonna be a wet burp (laughs) It's a scientific term. It's science, that's, yeah. That's, <laughs> that is what I have heard astronauts call it. <laughs> okay. Well, that is a very important consideration. Um, indeed. Wow. But, you know, it's <laughs> the sacrifices must be made. They must be, I suppose. And I, I'm actually really, I want to see how this goes. I think we should revisit this after they test it. Yeah. Because yeah. I still have so many questions. I have so many questions. Like, I guess you have to drink it all in one go. I, I don't know. <laughs> I think I think I think the glass. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I, I think the glass is designed to kind of keep it. And I and I think that there's like a little bit of emotion. Like mm. if you've, you you can look up videos of people drinking things in space from mm-hmm. not the little like Capri Sun bags. <laughs> right. Okay. Well. <laughs> we'll we'll circle back on that at some point because yeah. I do want to know. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I well, and I I guess I guess that's what we have to talk about bubbles in space for now. For now. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> we hope that you enjoyed this as much as we did. It mm-hmm. was a really fun, really fun one. Um, and as always, listeners, if you would like to contact us, you can. You can email us at hello at saverpod.com. We're also on social media. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at saverpod. And we would love to hear from you. Saver is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Thanks, as always, to our super producers, Dylan Fagan and Andrew Howard. Thanks to you for listening. And we hope that lots more good things are coming your way. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Life in our modern age comes at you pretty fast, which makes our time away especially valuable. When I take time to relax, I like to get far from my everyday life, immerse myself in natural beauty, and have unique experiences. But you don't have to leave the U.S. to experience tropical rainforests and islands filled with adventure, warm culture, and national treasures. Visit Puerto Rico, an island with a vibrant spirit that will sweep you away. Because when you visit, you don't become part of the island. It becomes part of you. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. Puerto Rico, where visits end, but stories last forever. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.